You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Referral Mortgages and Blue Panda Realty, with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate in our nation's capital. Hello. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We are back. We are back. Happy Love Day. Belated Love Day. Happy Valentine's Day. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell. I'm here with David Warren. I am one of the owners and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. Greg Campbell is a partner and a realtor at Blue Panda Realty. And David Warren is also an owner and a mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. The Ottawa market is out of control. Um, The world is out of control. We are out of control, but we're ready. We're here. Uh, (laughs) Ready to go. Quick shout out to North Brew, coffee sponsor. Go to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast. You can get 20% off all of your coffee orders. And 20% of your order also goes towards the homeless communities in Ottawa. Uh, great cause, great coffee. Great morning. Gentlemen, Correct. how are we doing? How are we doing today? Great. I'm doing great. I actually uh, I watched the Super Bowl um for the first time in however long i'm not uh, like i'm not i don't watch sports frequently and my wife never does and she was like i was like you know what i'm like let's watch the super bowl tonight i'm like the halftime show is gonna be good i go it looks like it's gonna be a good game and she's like i'm in so we watched it the kids watched it with us it was just this hilarious thing that we never do at home and uh it was super fun <laughs> Your kids must have been confused by sports. Like, well, what they, is this, Dad? Yeah, like they've they've never watched Sport football. Ball. They've never seen it. But it was really interesting because Alexa, like, actually was was like laying down and watched. Like, she watched it. You know, I was just, just looking at them. Like, she, no comments, no questions. She was just watching the game. I was like, this is amazing. You know, it's great. It's cool. It was a good game. Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was a good. Game. It was a great game, right? Like the whole the whole thing throughout. Both teams played exceptionally well. I thought it was a very entertaining game and and also one which was nice to see two different quarterbacks that haven't been in the super in the Super Bowl before and not a uh, man not Peyton Manning not Brady not yeah, Mahomes that's a good like, point which it is every year um, so it's nice to actually see two teams and both deserving two youngest coaches in the league too I believe yeah oh, wow which is pretty neat oh, that's cool yeah I think McVay, 30 and 32 or something crazy. 36. McVeigh's 36. 36. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. No. And uh, yeah, I was, I, I'm not surprised that you were watching it, Greg, based on the halftime show. I figured that uh, you'd probably be. Uh, yeah. Probably, the halftime show was crazy, man. Tuned in. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was crazy. It was they knew crazy. who their target market was. Eh? It's yeah. like, okay. We need adults <laughs> yeah. between 35 was, and 45. What can we do? The coolest thing is that, you know, it was a tribute to Dre. Like Dre produced all of that. And Dre mm-hmm. basically, you know, he discovered Eminem. He discovered 50 cent with Eminem. Like, I mean, the whole thing was just Dre incredible. Day. You know, when I started thinking about it, and then the Kendrick Lamar was like, you know, and the, and the song selections were just perfect. You know, Mary J was killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I really liked it. In LA as well. In LA, Dre Day, yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> Little Tupac. We were I was looking for the hologram, but yeah, uh, I know. I think everybody <laughs> was. As soon as the as soon as the beat kicked in, it was like, yeah. no way. Is there gonna be a Tupac hologram? <laughs> What's up? That that technology's that fading wild. quick, eh? That was the Coachella yeah. rocked it for three, three, uh, three hours and then and then well, we never heard of the holograms right? again. Yeah, like the metaverse. The metaverse. Now you can just sit and have coffee really with Tupac if you want. You don't even have to see his hologram. 
one thing I did talk about with Anna though, we said, you know what? I go, it would be fun to have like every two weeks on Sunday, have a co-ed football game, you know, get a little, get a couple, get a little couple teams together just every, yeah. every second Sunday, you know, you, you'd be down with that. Hey, eh, Paul, hundred percent. Little, yeah. little touch, little touch action. Yeah. <laughs> little touch every, every little other Sunday, <laughs> little touch, little touch on V day. <laughs> <laughs> so stats uh, okay. yesterday. Stats yesterday in the football game were, were awesome. Uh, stats in Ottawa, not so awesome. Greg, I got some comments here. So, you know, let's, let's just break it down. Like, so Ottawa active, we're still in the same realm. We got 1,556 listings, 141 conditionally sold 402 sold. That's in the last week. Um, active residential 747 condos, 181 and rentals 678. So we're still, you know, I look at new listings coming out every day. And to me, it, it, as I look at it, I was like, oh, there's more coming out. And then I, you know, and then I run the numbers and it's, it's the same. Basically the prices are, uh, escalating. It's very frustrating for buyers. Um, you know, but there's still, there's still solutions. Uh, I will say that I, after losing, I think five offers with uh, one of my clients, we found a condo preemptive offer. We got it and we got a condition to review the status certificate just yesterday. It was amazing. So, uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, we couldn't believe it, you know, after you're running around thinking like it's going to sell for like how much more anyways, we got it. And we, it was, we paid just a little bit over list, but we got it, hmm. um, in Orleans. Now, what I will say is interesting that I've seen after I started doing uh, a little bit of a different look at the market, I took a few streets. And I looked at the sales from last year at the same time, like January, Feb, and how it looked as the year went on. And every street that I looked at pretty much uh, February, January had a high number. February had the highest number. And then March, April, May, June, all the prices sl slowly went reduced. Like they went down a bit, you know, maybe one month, like the prices or the last sales on the street or in the area. Like maybe there was one that was like super high, just out of nowhere because it was, a, you know, a perfect home. But the numbers after February on the three areas that I looked at, the numbers slowly kind of dropped slightly. February was by far the biggest month last year, which is what we're seeing right now. So yeah. like, this month has been unprecedented again. It's the same thing. So for everybody that's frustrated and having a hard time, I, I believe that you are buying right now at what will be the peak of the market in Ottawa for the year. I think after March, this is, I mean, it's not guaranteed, but this is what I'm seeing. And if I look at it and if it's going to repeat itself, then, you know, we'll be better off as more listings will come out for sure. Um, the prices will stabilize a bit. Now, I'm not saying now are you seeing, get a big drop. Now are you seeing Greg, the, uh, I remember our on, on the show last year at this time, we were looking at 2020 numbers and we were saying January's January, 2021, the numbers were a hundred thousand more. Like it was just like, a, I, I remember mm -hmm. us talking about it. It was like a full jump. Are you seeing right now the numbers being again, like a full hundred thousand more than last year's Almost. numbers, like, like replicating the exact same uh, trend. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the exact number for that. No, I no, but, run that, but, it's, but I'll, I'll uh, but it's similar. Seems, yeah. 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 And historically like, January you know, isn't exactly a booming month, right? This is only during COVID that, you know, 2020 yeah. was, was, or sorry, 2021 was crazy. 
Um, and this year again is, is kind of replicating that. But prior to that, January was never really a correct, a busy month. I know we had a few busy November's December's, which was surprising. And then January was always kind of the lull until March, April. And now it's completely shifted. It's like new year, new me, new house. I'm buying, I don't care. I'm paying whatever it takes. Uh, and then, like you said, as the spring kind of kicks in, people see the high prices like, well, maybe we should sell, you know, and then there's a flood of homes to the market That's right. in, the, in the springtime, then the prices balance out and then everything kind of takes shape for the rest of the year. It's true. Like in a traditional market, it'll start, you know, it'll slowly start like, you know, mid February usually. Mm-hmm. And then it escalates, you know, July, August kind of chill a bit after school's back in, it ramps up and then December it chills out again. That's like, a, that's like a standard kind of year in real estate as it used to be. Um, the other thing, before I forget is that I did notice when I was looking at those numbers is that, you know, they escalated in February, they dropped a bit. And then the uptick, uh, the, the slowest months were August, September. Uh, and then the uptick was in, um, October, November, beginning of December. And we, you know, that's what we saw last year. So if mm-hmm. that happens again, you know, people can, you know, you can try to plan around buying a house <laughs> with that, but I don't know if it'll yeah. be exactly the same, but it's a, I think it's a pretty safe bet. The, um, even, even like I'm still in uh, Florida right now and, and the market here is absolutely insane as well. There's like, there's nothing on the market. Everything is going like multiple offers, not staying on. It's, you know, it's pretty wild. Um, you know, the different areas are, are having this, not just, and you know, fully different country, uh, I mean the yeah. same sort of issues that we're having back at home, <laughs> like the, um, the area where I'm in typically prices in the last years have gone up about 40% wild 40 percent yeah one thing i think also that isn't being taken into consideration is the you know if you look at the last two years and you just look at wealth in general like you know we've talked about you know we talked about nfts last week and i know greg you have an update on on kind of that crypto sale and so on but there's certainly a shift i've seen recently of people taking their the money that they have and not feeling as comfortable. Like we've seen the markets crashing because a lot of businesses have had, you know, tough couple years, right? So people are shifting their mark, their money out of the traditional markets and investing in it elsewhere. And I think a lot of people are potentially investing that in real estate because when you're a- analyzing a potential investment, you know, you're looking at what's what's my risk and what's my return. And the risk in the real estate market is really at least in Ottawa very small, right? The risk of you, you know, the pro- the market dropping and you losing say 40% is very small. Whereas recently, if you've been investing in say, you know, Air Canada or um, any, name any blue chip, you know, blue chip in, in quotes in, in the stock market, um, even Apple, Tesla, like we've seen all these stocks take a hit recently because of the fact that um, the markets and COVID and all these restrictions and so on are, are really impacting the actual market itself. So, I think investing in real estate is just also a way that people are potentially taking their money out of typical traditional investments and placing them into the market, which is also driving prices up because people are seeing this as, as you've mentioned, Dave, as, as a way to diversify their actual investment portfolio. So, you know, we saw last year, one in five people were buying homes as investment. I have to imagine that's probably up from, you know, 2019 or 2020. And, you know, I think that's part of the problem that isn't really being talked about. And I don't know if it's necessarily a massive impact, but I think there are a lot of people that are, that are shifting their investment money into real estate as opposed to, uh, keeping in the traditional market. Have you guys, do you, do you guys agree with that? Disagree with that? What are your, I I do. I, I think, I think, uh, 
I do agree with that. I think it's also an interesting shift. Like you're not seeing younger generation investing in the traditional equities market. They're moving into crypto. Like they've never traded before. Um, they've never bought equities before, but crypto is new and they're interested in that. So they're moving into that. And they're, you know, housing is something where you need a roof over your head. So they're, they're looking at that as opposed to the traditional equities market where they might dump it into there. And they also, there's this distrust of Wall Street, um, whereas crypto is kind of seen as that kind of outside. And then housing, you know, is just another asset class uh, where it's a necessity. I think it is, uh, it's, I think it's a very interesting point. Um, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics and, and it's as to why the housing prices have gone up in certain markets, but, uh, but it is really, it is really interesting. There's a lot of contributing factors and you would think again, that it would be the other way. I mean, inflation is at outrageous highs, um, like everywhere, you know, 7%, seven and a half percent. Like that's ridiculous. Um, so costs of living are that much higher yet. People are still finding ways and in, in, mm-hmm. in buying. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what comes of some of the changes. I know provincially that they launched like a, um, a group, the Affordable Housing um, Committee or whatever the heck it was called. Um, I'm interested to see if actually anything comes of that or whether it's just, you know, the typical lip service. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. If I, I, I don't know what this year is going to hold and I don't know where like i think like greg said the market's just gonna in ottawa definitely continue to just soar it's gonna go like i don't (laughs) i don't think it's gonna escalate much more than it is right now though like i said especially you know with the Mm -hmm. prediction of the 6.8 percent increase by rbc i think that's pretty realistic um you know but there were you know i i think we're at the peak right now i don't think the numbers are going to go much higher than this i think everybody's kind of like putting the brakes on it too like i'm seeing list prices kind of stay steady so it's not like the realtors are trying to push the prices up. And I've talked to a lot of agents who are surprised at what the prices that they're getting for the properties they're listing. Mm-hmm. Sellers are surprised. Um, I had a call with two agents yesterday. You know, I just, I had to, I'm like, look, what are you guys expecting? Like, are you, are you looking for this? I'm like, cause we can't even, they're like, no, not at all. We're not thinking that we, we know that it's outrageous what's going on right now, you know? So we can kind of, I think, I think everybody can kind of take a breather and just, uh, you know, either sit and watch or just keep moving because, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not gonna, you're, you're not too far out of reach. I had a, I had a call from a listener yesterday on the show. He, mm-hmm. uh, he had some buyer's remorse. <laughs> he felt that he paid too much for a property. Mm-hmm. So he called me and he was like, Greg, I'm hoping you can help me. I, I feel I'm, I can't sleep basically. <laughs> so he's like, where'd he buy this house? And he bought in Orleans. And it's, uh, it's a great house. And he said, you know, he's like, what do you think it was worth? I go, well, I go, what I think it's worth is X. I go, but what you paid for it is what you needed to pay to get the house. There's no question. And then I gave him a couple other examples that kind of helped him feel a little bit better about the decision, you know, like uh, similar properties that sold for the same or more, you know, maybe one for a little bit less. Um, and I just said to him, I'm like, man, I'm like, look, you, you needed to buy, you know, you're, you're moving in, you're having a baby, you need a place to live. And that's what you did. I'm like, don't, I go, don't think you're going to sell this in six months and get that money back, you know, but, uh, I'm like, just stay there. No, you yeah, but if he hadn't, if he hadn't bought around. and he kept paying, you know, two, 3000 a month in rent, sure. I mean, in, in a year he's paying an extra 30,000, you know, it's like, there's so many ways to look at yeah. it. And that's, you know, I just try kind of, you know, I think I helped them through it a bit, but, uh, you know, it was just funny to get that call. Like, right? I've got, I have buyer's remorse. Can you help me? <laughs> You're a therapist. 
<laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was great. He was a really good guy. It was uh, it was a great conversation. We're um, we're here for, we're here for you, listeners. If you, <laughs> if you need that moral support, yeah. we can. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, I think we're, I agree, I would agree that we're, that I think things will balance out in the next month or two. Uh, I would say, like you said, I mean, the whole market is driven, as we've said many times by just like complete supply and demand. Right. And I don't think necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, the demand is going to slow, but I do think more people are going to be listing their homes in the next mm-hmm. month, which will certainly balance out prices and, and hopefully make it a little less competitive for buyers so that they can actually, uh, you know, get buy a house and not, uh, not just be shopping for one, which it seems like, uh, I know Greg, you were saying to me this week, a lot of your, you know, current people that are pre-approved are kind of, you know, priced out now of the market, which is, uh, yeah, very demoralizing and frustrating. It is like, you know, we're still looking, but they're just kind of like, they're on hold because they're, they're frustrated. And I just told them like, based on, you know, what we were talking about earlier, I just said, just hold up. I'm like, we'll keep looking. If something looks great, you know, we can offer, if we lose, we lose, there's going to be more soon. You know, you just got to keep moving, moving along. I was, uh, um, <clears throat> I was reading an article this morning about the, uh, the pandemic exodus of Canadian families from, from cities and how it could, uh, could fuel wage inflation. So they were just talking about the number of young families that have left kind of the Toronto and, and Montreal and, and Ottawa cores because of the cost. And, uh, what was the term they used? Um, drive until you buy or drive, drive until you can buy or something like that. And basically just driving outside the city till, till you hit a price point that you can afford and then, and then buying that. But they were just talking about that, the prevalence of that in, in major cities of, you know, families kind of in their thirties and forties that are trying to get into that first home are having to, to kind of get outside the city and just saying it has been that mass exodus and that might potentially for a lot of the jobs and core sectors that they were working in, some sectors are going to be hit fairly hard from that because of all these people kind of heading outside of the big city. But, uh, typically when that happens, those, those holes just get filled by other people. So we'll, we'll see, especially in major cities. Say, we, have, we have such a big, uh, migration, yeah. uh, popular like, number of, uh, mm-hmm. individuals coming to Ottawa from, uh, from migration from all, all over Canada and then also immigration. <clears throat> so I think any of those people that are leaving those, like you said, those holes will, holes will get filled pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That was a, Glo- a Globe and Mail article, so I'll make sure that uh, Stephen puts that in the in the show notes, just so if anyone wants to read it, they can uh, they can touch on that. Um, Greg, did you? Or sorry, Dave, you want to? No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, Greg, you uh, you had an update for us on the property, yeah, the U.S. based uh, NFT. Interesting. Sale. So the company is very cool. So it's um, that that house sold as an NFT for six hundred and fifty four thousand. Now, remember, I was saying it could have been like something outlandish because it was just, you know, the first of the kind in, you know, in Florida sold for average price um, or 654,000 or 210 ETH, mm. 210 Ethereum. So that's what they bought it with, uh, which is very interesting. Now, the the coolest thing about this is this this company is actually a one-stop shop where every element of the transaction is held and visible to every all parties involved. So mm. the, the you know the lender, the realtor, the uh, lawyer, anyone uh, working within the transaction, everyone communicates within this platform. So it's completely transparent. Like there's no, it just makes it seamless. Obviously, right? So I think in terms of you know what this is, it's huge, and this would be a huge asset to be work you know working in Canada. Um, you can automate all sorts of the parts of the transaction, e-signature to payments, all in one easy to use solution. So that's what property is. So the other thing that's cool, 
Proppy um, or Pro, P-R-O, is also, uh, it's an Ethereum-based native token, Pro, that powers Proppy, that powers the, uh, the platform. Um, there's currently 10,622 holders of the Pro token. The token has increased by 4,009% in the last year. Now, after I read this yesterday, I traded $200 worth of ETH for Propy. And I'm up a percent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to do it, man. I was like, I was yeah, like this yeah. is cool. Went online, went on my, my Coinbase, uh, went on the Coinbase site, traded, got some pro, got some pro. So now I'm, mean, I'm in, the, I'm in the pro ecosystem here. It, it's, um, I mean, these are, these are real life applications of NFTs or of tokens where, so, you know, a lot of crypto, there hasn't been. Like there's been kind of this, you know, people are trading it, but there's no real, like people are, people and companies are still trying to figure out what the actual like utilization of a lot of these tokens are. I know. And so and, this and, actually and, has an application. And again, I am, I am not a, a wizard of this. I do not no. know the exact specifics of that, yeah. but, uh, but I'm going to dig deeper into this because I kind of just, I took some time yesterday and went through it. And then I, as I was reading, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go deeper and figure out this application. So it's kind of my my little project right now. Um, but the other cool thing is that Proppy offers a, <clears throat> I signed up for this yesterday, crypto certification training program for real estate agents. So after I complete this program, I will be a crypto certified agent, according to, to Proppy. Um, what does it say? Learn everything you need to know about crypto, blockchain, digital wallets, and tokenization. Get smart about what is happening in real estate today and be prepared for the wave that is upon us. Well, start. That's, so I think that's the biggest uh, course. So for everyone listening, uh, so Ethereum right now is Canadian about $3,800. So, you know, 200 Ethereum is, is a, you know, good chunk of change for in that 600 range you're saying, Greg. But I think one of the biggest things that has kind of been coming from this space is the idea of smart contracts. So basically having a contract between two people that is completely decentralized. So doesn't require any sort of mm -hmm. lawyer or anything like that. It's basically an agreement between, let's say, Greg and I, that nobody can edit. So basically once we agree to that, there's no modifying it, whether it be, you know, rent being paid or whether it be, there's a lot of kind of applications that I, I have heard of being used in real estate with smart contracts. And I feel like this kind of fits into that realm yeah. of contracts that are basically agreed to and can no longer, like can't be basically fudged after we agree to it. That's right. So there's no modifying right. it. There's no, well, I don't, you know, I'm changing this or inflation's gone up. I want to do that. So it's, it's kind of these, binding contracts that, that nobody's able to edit that are kind of ironclad. Now you can argue whether that's good or bad, but I, I see that being one of the main applications in the future for, for crypto is kind of that uh, smart contract play, right. Is having those uh, agreements between people that can't be. Um, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for interpreted incorrectly. Now that's thank you for uh, saying all of that, Paul, because that's exactly right. And that's what they're they're doing here. And the coolest thing about this as well is that they're <laughs> offering like you can you can do the deal. Uh, you know, you can spend you can pay by either crypto um, wire transfer or you can or it's done as an NFT. So that's the other thing. I want to know the specifics of all of those. I want to get deep in this company. I'd actually like to have this person as a guest you know, to talk about it because it's pretty wild. This person, I mean, this, whoever started the company, I guess. Let's get the founder of Proppy cool. on. I think get so. Get them to break I'm, it down. I'm do the us. research. Probably have to it's reach them on Twitter. Mr. Proppy, Greg Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you get your certified agent tab, we'll just have to put it literally right in the corner of your video. 
just certified crypto agent. Oh yeah. On every oh. co-rep episode. I think I feel like that good conversation starter. I think it's going to be coming for, for mortgages too. I mean, it's not, it's only a matter of time. I know Dave, you wanted to touch on the down payment side of it, but we've definitely, I mean, I, I think it's only a matter of time before a client comes and says, listen, I got a thousand Bitcoin and I want to buy this property with it. What do I do? You know, um, yeah. we're maybe yeah, a year away from that. If that, I mean, it's happening, like you said, Greg, but for it to be adopted and for people to actually yeah. have enough money in kind of that, that space to be able to buy a home. There, there is a Toronto based, um, startup that is doing, um, that their mortgages are based on crypto. Like they're, mm-hmm. that they're lending crypto and using that for mortgages instead. Um, I, I read, I forget where I saw it, but it was, they did a big fundraise recently, um, and, and got a pretty high valuation. I can't remember the, uh, the company name I'll find it and, and post it later. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is certainly certainly coming and, and the ways in which people want to buy. And then, you know, kind of what I was uh, touching on earlier, this small of the younger generation that isn't investing in the equities market, that it's investing in crypto. And it's so popular that these individuals are going to want to buy, you know, use that to acquire a property. Um, mm-hmm. And so how do they go about that? Whether that be like just trading that Ethereum or Bitcoin to buy that property outright cash mm-hmm. or using that for a down payment. And I've come across this recently of a client, you know, their down payment was coming from their crypto. Um, fortunately, in this case, it was one in which they were held their crypto in uh, Wealthsimple, which was easily, we could easily provide proof of uh, ownership of the account. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for those listening, the hard thing about crypto is, number one, it's not understood by the banks. It's still not. They still don't. They know it exists. They're investing in it, but they haven't figured it out as far as how to track it. It's again, it's anonymous. Like a lot of the some of the accounts just have a, a number to it. There's no, you know, your name isn't on it. So whenever you're providing down payment documents, the banks look for typically a 90 day or a three month history of where those funds are coming from and they need proof of ownership. So number one, they're not doctored. Um, there's nothing edited on them and they have your name associated with the account number and with the, or with that statement on the crypto side, it's difficult because you have a Coinbase account, like you said, Greg. And I think if you log in, I have one, I haven't been in ages, but I don't think it has any name associated with it. It's just an alphanumeric number. Um, so it's really hard to associate that that is Greg Campbell's account. And so it's hard when, if somebody's cashing out their crypto from one of these Coinbase accounts or one of these other trading platforms that are anonymous and wanting to use those funds within that 90-day period when the bank's going to look for that proof of down payment, it becomes really challenging to source that. And and really up until now, crypto has been kind of viewed as if it's, you know, being used for nefarious, you know, things, Mm -hmm. drugs and guns and all that. Um, It's kind of ironic because so is, so is cash. (laughs) <laughs> over the history has been used for all those things too. Um, but, but there's, but the big thing is, is, you know, really um, is that ownership of the account because they need to know that it's coming from your savings or if it's being gifted from immediate family um, you know, there needs to be that sourcing so that it's not coming from illicit activities. So if you are planning on using, if you have, you know, if you're a home buyer, you have, you are trading in crypto or you have crypto accounts um and it's not with a company like a Wealthsimple. Wealthsimple is easy, I will say, because it's just like any other equities platform. It's got your name associated and the account number, mm-hmm. and you can and you have that whole trading history 
of those of the the account. So that was easy in this case. We were able to provide that, and it was and and funds were coming out of in cash of his Ethereum, and traded and and cashed out into his his you know TD account. If you if you are using a Coinbase or using one of these other platforms that are anonymous, you'll want to think of that ahead of time, and you'll want to cash out of that position prior to the 90 days before so, you're closing. So Coinbase does, I'm, I'm on my account right now, it does show the transaction report. So it shows like Coinbase transaction report for Paul Stevenson. It shows the date range and it has all of the transactions like buy, sell, deposit, et cetera. So it is all here. It's just a matter of, as you said, like it's not like a TD there account where it just shows the summary or the balance. So yeah, it yeah. would have to so, be, you'd have to dig a bit deeper, I think, to get what you need. I think it yeah, is possible, but yeah, it becomes like I mean, Paul, you know, every down payment is the hardest thing. Yeah, just to to from a documentation standpoint, supporting documents in the mortgage uh, transaction, proof of down payment is the most challenging because you know people don't really think about it, but they move money between their checking and savings and TFSA and RSP, and they move it between banks mm-hmm. all the time, e transferring mm-hmm. it to themselves, and it becomes a pain to to track. It makes sense to them. You know, they're doing it maybe to make an extra point of interest on one account and then move it over and it's in one account for five days and then over to another and then over to another. And we literally have to follow, follow that bouncing ball like for proof of down payment. So we need 90-day history of all of those accounts. And if there was a large deposit 90 days ago, mm-hmm. then we need, or 89 days ago, then we're going to need 90-day history of that large deposit. So now we're going back 180 days. Um, and we have to continue following <laughs> that bouncing ball until there's not <laughs> these large transaction or deposits. So on the crypto side, it's just being mindful of the platform that you're using. Like Paul said, you know, digging through it, it's some, a lot of it is anonymous um, or alphanumeric account numbers. So, you know, if you're using a platform that has that, you know, when you first opened it, finding those, finding those, do, you know, those emails or those, you know, uh, information of that associates your name with that account number even. Um, so we'll require a lot more digging um, in order to prove that account. The easiest would be just to um, move the money from that account prior to that 90 day history meeting mm-hmm. uh, and letting it sit. So just to be mindful of that, um, if you are somebody that's heavily invested in crypto or thinking of using that, even if it's $5,000 that they're going to want that history. Um, so just, again, just plan accordingly with that. Um, again, unless you're using like a, a known site, like a well simple or something like that. Yeah. Cause the well simple crypto, uh, trading account is associated directly with you. Yeah. Like it's, it's got your name. It's got your, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's also a Canadian company. It's, yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's known, it's popular. Like some of these that are, you know, X, Y, Z crypto, um, they're not known to like to these banks or, you know, just, yeah. there's a lot of different wallets and all that. And so again, it's like, they know that these exist. They're very mindful of it, but it, it, but anytime anything mentions crypto as well, it's not just the, the underwriter or the document fulfillment person that's signing off on that, those bank statements, those, all of that needs to then get escalated to their risk department. Then there's also an anti-money launder in their AML department that also then has to go through all of those statements and will ask questions and dive. So as soon as there's crypto, it hits not only the risk department, it also hits anti-money laundering department. It hits all these other triggers um, that they dive deeply into those statements and verifying that it's coming from um, a reasonable source. So again, to make it a smoother transaction, if you can 
and it goes for even if you just have TFSAs and RSPs and money in other accounts. If you can move it all into one account and let it sit there for at least 90 days before you're closing, it'll make uh, life a heck of a lot easier on the documentation standpoint and in that mortgage transaction. Uh, regardless, whether it's coming from crypto or anything else, it'll make everyone's life a lot easier. <clears throat> yeah, that's good info. Yeah. All right. At the end of the day, it's just a person, right? On the other end, looking <clears throat> at that. And if they're not, you know, if they're not, if they haven't properly educate themselves, which they probably haven't. Most people are still like, they know the name, but they don't really understand how it works or how the money's moved or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's important to understand, like you said, Dave, to kind of know, go in, uh, go in with your head up, with your eyes up, you know, know what you're looking yeah. at. You're, know what you're looking yeah, for. Your eyes open. Before <laughs> I forget, I have, uh, one other stat, uh, for this, this listener that, uh, he was kind of, uh, he's like, why do you guys never talk about Finley Creek? Why do you? Oh talk yeah. About Finley Creek? Mm -hmm. So shout out to Finley Creek. Him. Shout out to Finley Creek. Great. I sold, I sold one in Finley Creek in January. Great property. Um, great builder, Tamarack. So Finley Creek right now, townhomes over the last three weeks, average list price, 659K average sale price, 797. Phew. So that's a basically a hundred K 40,000 over. No, to be fair, those are happening. all basically brand new townhomes, <laughs> right? Well, they're fairly new yeah. builds, last three, four yeah. years max. Finley Creek, I actually had a, a client tell me recently, they're like, I don't know why, they just kind of said the same thing. They're like, Finley Creek is just kind of like the forgotten neighborhood. It's it's closer to it's downtown great. than Canada and Orleans. It's like 15 minutes to downtown. It's a developing neighborhood. They got, you know, all, all of your needed amenities out there. Um, and they got good builders out there. Good builders, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, as, as you guys were talking about Finley Creek, I did find the uh, Toronto uh, Bitcoin uh, backed mortgage company. Lend L E D N Led. They ran they raised $70 million. Um, they're based out of Toronto and they're doing Bitcoin backed mortgages. Um, so they call them itself a global digital asset savings and credit platform. Uh, wow. Hmm. So we'll, we'll post the article, uh, we'll post the article in the, in the, uh, in the write-up of this, of this, uh, episode. So you can kind of read up on it, but, uh, but yeah, it's a huge, it's a Toronto based, uh, company that, you know, did a huge raise. They, you know, valued the, with that raise of 70 million, it valued the company at 540 million. Um, so obviously back. there's, uh, you know, and expects to have 100 million in mortgage originations by the end of the first quarter in 2022. So in 2022, get alone, in there, they'll, Greg. They'll lend 100 million dollars oh, worth of uh, Bitcoin-backed mortgages, which is pretty. You know, it's it's not a small amount uh, in the mortgage realm of things. Um, you know, it's small, but that is pretty uh, pretty big. And for I want a referral token. I value. I want a referral yeah. token. That's I what think, I want now. Uh, That's my goal. Mind on the Ethereum. <laughs> I think. Uh... I think we're going to have to have some of these people on. I want prop. I want these guys for sure on the show. Mm -hmm. This is great. Yeah. People would be interested. Would you be interested listeners, viewers? Would you be interested in having more information about crypto in real estate on Torep? Yes. If so, let us know. Comment in the section below. However, something tells me we'll be talking a lot about it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mood boosts? <laughs> Mood boosts. All right, I got four today. Uh, two of them are good. Two of them are, we'll see. 
Every single morning, this is number one. Every single morning I get hit by the same damn bike. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> I think there was a drum roll there. I just can't hear it. Number two. What did the young butcher's friend say about him at his funeral? He was cut off in his prime. Oh, these are good, man. Maybe too soon. Uh, number three. How do billboards talk? Sign language. <laughs> there it is. And last but not least is my favorite. Have you heard about the prisoner who makes good cocktails? He's behind bars now. <laughs> those are good. Uh, those yeah, are good. those were good. That was those a mixed bag. Good. That was a mixed bag. I'm telling you, this this calendar, this calendar is gold. I get these every morning. Just <laughs> oh, okay. A little bit of love. My dad got me a uh, bad dad jokes calendar for Christmas. Uh, I might have mentioned that at the beginning of this year. So I get one a day. You know, I get one a day. Little mood boost in the morning. I store the good ones, lay them out on Fridays. <laughs> well, Mondays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What day are we? Friday. I'm so low. What are we? February? Is it 2022? What are we doing here? Um, yeah, February, February is going to be over soon. It's February, two weeks. V-Day today. 14 days left. Crazy. Happy Valentine's Day, belated to everyone listening. Happy Valentine's Day to you gentlemen and to Stephen Hopkins, our amazing producer. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to North Brew. Coffee sponsor, go to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast. You can get 20% off all of your coffee orders and bonus 20% of your order actually goes towards the homeless community here in Ottawa. So uh, it's a win-win. And we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners very much. Thank you. Uh, We hope that you have subscribed. If you haven't already hit the button, we love you and we will see you next week. Spread some love today. It's almost Valentine's Day again. 364 more days. (laughs) We'll see you next week. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Referral Mortgages, Blue Panda Realty, and Stephen Hopkins Video. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you.